Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the House of Pride show, live from San Francisco. Podcast going out live on June 28th. I'm your host, Tweeka Turner. My co-host today is the one and only... I'm Sergio Fadash. Hi. Happy Pride. Great to have you back. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for having me, Tweeka. And our unofficial co-co-host is with us as well. Can't stay the whole show, but it's the one and only legendary DJ, resident DJ of Oasis, Michael Cho, DJ MC2. Hi. MC squared, right? MC squared? MC squared. MC squared. Everybody calls that to me. MC2. Yeah, and don't be shy about talking to the mic, baby. I know, Hello, I know, everyone. I know you're a DJ, but you're also now we're all silent. <laughs> like, what? We're, we're trying to, to lead mic? you in here. I got to tell you, my first... Oh, never mind. Please do. My first gig, I had to make an announcement, and I was so shy to do it in front of everybody that I hid under the thing. And I had the mic. <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, don't pay attention to the Out of sight, but not out of mind. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere today. If we continue our celebration of the summer of freestyle love. And to do that, we're starting things off with The Fire of You, Chris the Greek featuring Raquella. Oh, Raquella. Alright, alright, it's the House of Pride Show celebrating summer of freestyle love. 
Get it, Sergio? I get it. I get it, Tweek, and I love it. We are celebrating in the city of San Francisco the 50th year of Summer of Love. It happened right here. It all went down in the summer of 67. That's The summer of freestyle love was in 67? No, the summer of love. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> the summer of love. Yes, Remember, yes. Hey, Ashbury? We weren't I there, remember. but I feel like I was kind of like, I, I wish I was there. I was Where there. were you in 67? <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was like two years old on okay, Long, Long right. Island, okay. walking around in a diaper. I see. Where were you? You must have been in school I by then. I was not yet uh, conceived. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, but I was around, I'm sure. <laughs> I was floating around. Uh, Mike, were you in Hawaii? You don't have a mic, yes. Mike. Here, why don't you use this one? <laughs> DJMC squared on the microphone. You have your own mic. Mic too. Mic, it's all yours. <laughs> Welcome back to House of Pride. Um, well, why don't we bring our first guest yes, in? Yes, yes. Uh, Sergio, we're going to do a whole thing on the Monster Show. We celebrating, are. I think it's been 30 years. <laughs> 13 years 13 years something with a three in it <laughs> we're gonna do that a little later yes. we're gonna do a whole thing and i think um miss mm-hmm. times is coming in hopefully oh longer time you're saying yeah. oh great um i always love the monster show every thursday at the edge and we're gonna talk more about that and we have the stylish mc squared here to talk about it shortly usher us through the history yes indeed and more uh-huh we'll be doing some giveaways anyways right now let's um, bring in our first guest now it's the first time for her here on house broad radio so i'm super excited to have her she is quite the legend here in san francisco and beyond and to just um just to, to bring in the flavor and the atmosphere of this legendary performer here's just a little music to get things going okay oh uh, please it is my honor to announce the one and only Miss Carla Gay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> How are you today? I'm very good. Very happy to be here. You know, kind of late, but I'm here. Well, welcome. Uh, do you know Sergio and MC too? We've just met. We just met. Yes, I've, 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 I've enjoyed your performing a number of times, at, uh, and Charlie's especially. Oh, thank yes, you. Yes. You're in good hands today, Carla. You're surrounded by DJs. Okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little about your, uh, your life, uh, your career as an uh, illusionist and performer. Where did it all begin? Well, everything begins in Mexico, in my country, in Mexico City. And I start by playing games, and I end in kind of transforming my life and go over transitions and from a gay man to a transsexual woman. <laughs> How, what year did you transition? I transitioned in 1994 in San Francisco. Yes. Awesome. At that time, was it, a, was it less common than it is today? Yeah, definitely it was totally different, yes. Did you, was it more challenging perhaps? It was very challenging, yes, but I think that my generation was the one that opened the door for the new, for the new girls. And um, I've been advocating for uh, transgender rights since that time, since 1994. Thank you for that. And I've been doing a lot of work for the community uh, from different stories, transgender stories and uh, um, behavioral activities uh, stories. And uh, thanks to the information that we get on the Transgender Community Health Project on 1997, we have rights now. So it's something that is very good. And now the new girls has the door opens for 
a healthcare, for hormone therapy, for housing, for shelter. So many things have been happening, a lot of changes. Yes, Very fantastic. positive changes for this community. And um, when did you come to the United States from Mexico? I came to the United States exactly today. <gasps> has been 30 years. Congratulations. Um, wow. Happy anniversary. All right. Yeah. Three is a lucky number today, Sergio. Yes, that's yes. why you were thinking of 30. <laughs> yeah. I came on 1987. Yeah. Cool, cool. What brought you here? I came for a friend's wedding uh -huh. and I stay here. Uh -huh. I still didn't go to the wedding. And I <laughs> oh, you must have had a lot of fun when you showed up here. Yes. You didn't bother going to the wedding. <laughs> Did you have any idea what San Francisco held uh, as far as being a, a young uh, gay person? Did you did you know it would be as liberating or? Yes, yes, yes. I knew. I had the opportunity to come here before. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Before coming for life. Yes, uh -huh. before that, when I was a kid, yeah, I visited San Francisco like several times, and I remember before my mother died, she says, "You always told me that you're gonna live in this city." I never believed that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just happened one day. I just decided to came to that very nice stay here. What what was what's in your what was your first impression of San Francisco? Like what what were you watching on TV or culture to? That the well, you know, the first impression of San Francisco when I was in Mexico is like a, a, they're expecting a big earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> that, right, we're still waiting for that. <laughs> that that, that city is going to disappear. Oh, yeah. there was that movie, Earthquake, 1976. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, San Andreas, you mean? <laughs> that, that was a good movie. So that was the first impression. And after that, but of course, you know, the, the baseball team and mm -hmm. the football team. So it's the impression. And of course, that is the mecca of the game people all over the world uh -huh, so uh -huh. that was the, the idea that I had when I came to San Francisco and I had the opportunity to visit bars and go around mm -hmm. the neighborhoods and everything and yes I, I definitely proved that yes it was a totally <laughs> gay city <laughs> now were you, you performing sure in Mexico City <laughs> yes I was performing in Mexico City yeah when I came here I was working in gallery in Acapulco Mm -hmm. was uh, one of the main um, venues. For what was the name of it? Ga a gallery was in, a in Acapulco, Guerrero, Mexico. Oh, gallery. I think they closed down mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. they reopened again. I don't yeah. know what happened with that. Yeah, that was the first, uh, the, the, last, the last job that I have as a performer in Mexico. I work also in Hippopotamus. That was another oh, no. bar that uh -huh. was in Veracruz. Sí. Uh -huh. That was really good. And I worked in Puebla for many years in chaos. Mm -hmm. So, and from there, you know, in Mexico City, I did couple, um, I did a movie, uh, the, the name is The Other Side, mm -hmm. that talks about somebody that crossed the border to try to get help for the HIV conditions that the person has. And the person is killed in the moment that he's crossing the border. Oh, mm. and, and that tells you many things that is the reality of the immigrants mm -hmm. that are coming from Mexico. Did a, did a lot of people try to cross the border for medical reasons? Yes, yes. You, you know, in those times, we're talking about um, 1990. Uh, we, in Mexico, they don't have medication. They don't have um, all the inhibitors of proteases and all those cocktails that they have right now. Mm -hmm. And even though in my country, I think the medication is not free. Wow. So, yeah. of course, people try to come to the United States to get uh, healthcare for HIV. Right, you have to pay to get the care yes. in Mexico. I don't know how is the situation right now because mm -hmm. I haven't been connected with my country for a long time. But uh, I'm, I think it's still they haven't uh, support and they can get right. the medication for free. Yeah. Um, Michael, have you guys crossed paths in your long career as a DJ? And no, just 
this is the first time. Yes. Well, fantastic. Yeah, We're like, oh, we make it <laughs> someday. Well, now that you've met, seen each other here, you're going to see each other everywhere in the city. That's the beauty of San Francisco. No? Yeah, look out for you. Uh-huh. Well, I know you're closely affiliated with uh, some of the um, people that are involved in the imperial court system. Um, so the natural question to you is, have you been uh, an empress? I haven't been an empress, but I am a former Miss Gay San Francisco. Oh, awesome. Yeah. A uh, former Miss Gay San Francisco. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it's kind of part of the different uh, contests that the Imperial Court has. Right, yeah. right. What year did you win, hon? Uh, 2012. That was a minute ago. How yeah, cool is that? Yeah, years. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and just to tell you, my, the contest that I was with was the one that has more contesters. There were six girls. Oh, and you beat them all. I think so, I did. Uh-huh. How wonderful. <laughs> How many did you kill? In the- oh, well, <laughs> they, they check my earrings. <laughs> right. I you didn't want to mess up your nails. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up, no, all, all still my friends, and they were really nice, and we continue being friends. Whose reign was that in, in 2012, that you, that, where you became Miss Gay? Who's, who was the empress and emperor at that point in time? Do you remember? That was uh, Patty McCroy. Oh, very well. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Patty McCroy. No, 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 no. Paddy McCroy gave me the crown. Okay. No, All so right. Was, um, no, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Was it a either. smooth transition? Or yeah. did you have to grab it off her head? Yeah, that was a smooth <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know I some of these queens don't want to well, give it up. It's, 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 it's a different story when it comes to a, a, a title like Miss Gay. Yeah, yeah. It, you uh-huh. know, that contest was kind of weird because uh, that day my music didn't work. <gasps> Someone was sabotaging you. No, I... I <laughs> the shade I, of I it all. I did kind of. I, oh. I really, so I had to do another song totally different oh. than I was planning oh. to. And you kicked some ass. Yeah. Oh, that's and you, you swept uh-huh. the competition away. Yes. Yeah, what was your initial ch- song choice? Well, good I was about to do uh, Love is Like a Hitching in My Heart. Yeah, I like that song. What yeah. you end up doing? By the Supremes? Because, no, oh. by Lisa. Ah, yes. <laughs> a version of that Supreme yes. song, no? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was kind of dressing like a Chinese girl and everything. Of course, because that's where the song goes. Yeah, and, and the only thing... <laughs> right, that's the first okay. thing I think of. Yes, yes. And the only song that was available at that moment for me to perform was Amado Mio by Gracious. Oh. Big difference. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, but you got that. Yeah, I get that. You got that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the rest is history, Sergio. Yes, indeed. Can I ask you a question? I'm not sure if sure. I... If had, um, how long have you been performing? I've been performing since I was... 14 years old. Oh my gosh, you're a babe. <laughs> so she for, is for, a, for a while, for mm-hmm. a little time. That's yeah, fantastic. Time, yes. And currently, the the uh, some of the some of the locations that you do, I, I know I know you from Aunt Charlie's, and and I've always enjoyed you performing there, and also in terms of Aunt Charlie's for High Fantasy. Yes, uh, what, I'm on I'm on Aunt Charlie's. Yes, yes, it's yes. kind of my steady um, job. Cool. Right there. Uh-huh. But I also perform at Divas. Ah. At, at Belancourt, I was there the last uh, Sunday. Oh, cool, for the Pride. Drag Brunch. Oh, I yeah. love that. Is that yummy? That was a fabulous show. Yes, that venue yeah. is, I love that venue. Uh-huh. And sometimes I do OMG. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my cool. God. Uh-huh. And, um, Wait, were you at the Galileo hosted one during Carnival? No, uh, no, the Balanswa? Carnival. No, no the okay, Carnival. okay. No, All right. No, so. but, but I've been part of the Galileo show. Sure, yes, yes, yes. Different times, yeah. How did you guys meet? Galileo and me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we used to work together at Esta Noche. Oh my God! Remember Estenoche? I uh. I remember it, but I did not have the opportunity to fully enjoy it because uh-huh. I was a little bit before I was more involved in mm-hmm. in our community. But certainly, I do remember it. Right. <laughs> so we were sharing the stage. So yes, uh huh. the way we met, and I remember Galilea came one day, talked to me. I was working in a community-based organization, <coughs> Proyecto Contra Sida por Vida. <coughs> And Galilea was about to be in the contest of Miss Gay San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So they didn't, she didn't have um, 
so, a makeup artist. So she came and asked me, ah. who can help me to do that? Uh -huh. So I said, okay, you have time? And she said, yes. So I make a phone call to one of my friends. And she is it, is it somebody that we know? Yes, Mahogany. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I love uh -huh. her. Yeah. She's so she, she, she got on the hotline. <laughs> so she did her makeup. They make her beautiful. She won the contest. Uh huh. There you go. You're 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 a, you're a, you're a queen maker. Yes, I mean, yeah. yeah, and also you know was another person involved with these things, Alexis Miranda. Oh yeah, of, of course. Kind of, she's wonderful. Kind of um, give motivation to Galilea to mm -hmm. be part of this uh, this big. A uh, community-based organization, too, yeah. you know, that is the Imperial Court of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And they, she gets very involved, and she has been doing very good. Right oh, yeah. Now. Uh -huh. Yeah, now she has all the titles possible from the, from the Imperial <laughs> Court. <laughs> she has, she has, she has all the titles from A to C. Uh -huh. And uh, I think she's doing very good. Yeah, so yes. she's a wonderful person as yeah, well. She, I, she, I always she, enjoy she, being yeah. with her. My, yes, my friend, mm -hmm. my good friend. Yes. Mm -hmm. Shout out, ladies, to Mahogany and Alexis, Alexis Miranda, Miranda, who is still the manager of Divas. Diva, that's right. Do you get to perform there from time to time? Oh, yes. Actually, I'm a bartender at Divas. Oh, you are? <laughs> yes. So it's your day, your day slash night job. Yes. <laughs> I think you've given me a margarita or two in our day. Oh, really? Yes. Are you a margarita drinker? Huh? Uh, Divas, I, I have. I'm going to give you a free one. Oh, well, thank you. I have a question to ask, too. Um, in regards to when you first moved here, yeah, uh, what were some of the first venues that you performed in, wow. and how was performing like back then different than today? Okay, uh, the first place that I worked was the Bench and Bar. Oh my goodness! Over oh, there in the East Bay, yes, huh? Yes, on the East Bay, uh -huh. and it was a Sunday evening, and um, was kind of challenging, you know, because uh, in in Mexico the performances are totally different. You know, over there you really have to look like the person that you are trying to Mexico, double. Yeah. And uh, you really focus on everything that looks like the, at the same as singer. So came here and see Diana Ross that they were white. Mm. <laughs> and, see, and see like a, a There's no boundaries Lely here. Morris that were black. Mm -hmm. So. You know what's different? The right. Here, here is more like a drag, more self-expression of yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's more people, yeah, people, your personality. Yeah, people don't focus that much on, on the look-alike, mm -hmm, the, the mm -hmm. singer. But you know, they have a lot of talent, yeah, but it's yeah. totally different than in my country. In my country, really, you really have to look like. It's like impersonating the, the, the stars the that you're doing yes. the songs of. Yeah. Well, um, I know you do you, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what, what, having done that before in, in Mexico, what, what performers did you like to impersonate? Oh, well, I like to do uh, Shania Twain. Oh, okay, all right. Because she's so shy in you, yeah. Uh, Christina Aguilera. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Um, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yes. One of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, when I change my makeup to dark, mm -hmm. because I do that, I can do Donna Summer very good. Oh, yeah, really? Yes, I yeah. bet you could. I uh -huh. have a little problem one time, you know, in Divas, because, you know. Because you did that? Yeah, because I had to I changed oh, no. from, from one minute to other. And uh -huh. So, the black girls, they were a little like. Uh, they thought it was kind of yeah, blackface. Yeah, they, kind of they, they said that I was kind of making fun of them. Oh, and no, you know, oh. because in my country yeah. we do that. You yes. Know? Uh huh. Yeah. So I did more like a professional thing, but that was like a cultural, not very appropriate. Right, them. right. Yeah. And we all, After we, that we, we talked and I explained the situation and everything was okay. Sure. Yeah. But you have, done the, have you done Donna Summerson? Oh, yes. Ah! Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I done Charlie's, I do everything. Awesome, <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yes, fabulous. Well, um, 
Sorry, I'm I'm doing a live feed. Oh, we're doing a live feed here. Oh, hello. We got Sergio and Carla Gay and DJ MC Square in the house. Welcome, folks. Um, So, uh, when's your next performance? My next performance is this coming Friday at Anne Charlie's Lounge. Ah, (laughs) nice. Ten thirty. I love Anne Charlie's Lounge. It's one of the last surviving like uh, neighborhood venues in that Indeed. area. It's one of my favorite, um, for lack of a better term, dive bars, but I love it. In fact, that was the first... That was the first Such compliments. No, no, it's, it's, I love it. It's actually the first time I w- ever went to a gay bar in San Francisco was uh, at Aunt Charlie's, and it was certainly an eye-opener. May I ask you the, this Friday, is that Hot Box? Am I mistaken? Yes, it's yeah. the Hot Box Girls. Hot Box Girls. Yes. All right. Triple X. Uh-huh. Yes, I know. You know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned something. You asked me a question, and another venue that I work that I think that I had to mention is Finocchio's. Ooh. Oh my God, North, North Beach. Beach. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Wow. Was Wish a I could go back. Experience. Yes, too bad that they closed. That was more of like a suit and tie crowd kind of situation. Yes, yeah. yes, more like touristic place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And you know, the, the talent there was uh, people sing alive. Some of them. Oh, okay. Sing Can alive. you sing live? I can make a very good phonomimic. <laughs> no, I don't sing a life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you work with uh, Nikki Starr back then? Ah, of course, yes. Ah, Nikki Starr, the late, one of my great mentors. Nikki. Yeah. yeah, I love her, and you know, I was with her in her last moments. I was mm. one of her drag daughters, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, don't look at me that I way, think, Michael. Uh, <laughs> I think hasn't been anybody else in this city that does her <laughs> perfect that she did. Yeah. She was. A, she had a good heart. I, I never had the opportunity to meet her. Um, it, I know it's difficult to yeah. put into. Uh, well, tell me. Can you tell me and maybe other listeners a little bit more about her? Well, let's ask Carla. What yeah, was? Your, how was your relationship with Nikki back in was the day? Was very close, very close. Yeah. Because um, in the beginning, when I came here in 1987, I met her, mm-hmm. and we frequent each other very often. We see each other on the street. She was part of a church that I was working at, mm-hmm. so I see her very often, and. Um, and you know she was the girl to see because she was doing hair, ah, right, like right. making wigs uh-huh. and styling and everything. So you had to see Nikki for at some point. You had to see Nikki. You know, if you're performing, you had to see. So you better Nikki. be nicer, otherwise yes. your hair's not gonna be looking. Yes. All that. <laughs> and you know she was really, really kind, really nice. Uh huh. Uh huh. And after that, we get close friends. I visit to her house. She come to my place, and I didn't see her for a couple of years, and I find her. In Laguna Honda Hospital, which she was. Mm. In Laguna oh Honda yes, Hospital. back yeah. Yeah, because my mother was there. You know, my mother died in Laguna Honda, so the the process of my mother to die takes like um, six months. Mm-hmm. So Nikki Star was there all the time because she was living in the in the Laguna Honda Hospital. So I think every every time, every day when I mm. went to visit my mother, and in the moment that she died, you know, I she was there too. So I had the opportunity to kind of be close to her yeah. in the last moments. That's a, it's a bittersweet, but it's good that you were able to be. Yeah. yeah, and I love her. You know, it's somebody that I really miss. Oh, yeah, what a luminary. She, and for, to, as a performer, I think that she was one of the best that San Francisco mm. has ever had. Absolutely. What, an original, trailblazing. So, MC Squared, did you ever have the opportunity to, not to put you on the spot, to see Nikki start performing? Uh, yes, a lot. She performed at the Monster Show a lot. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Okay. And um, Cookie, like, they were, like, really tight. And I see. Okay. Like, actually, Nikki mm-hmm. did... 
the hair and makeup for cookie dough for Miss Tranny Show. Oh, cool. Oh, back in the day. Uh, what, yes. a, what a small yeah, role. Were we on the same con? She did, and she helped me too. She did my. But she was at our house, and yeah. we were doing like. But it was that whole thing, and she was like, okay, now don't tell animatronic because she hates me. And there was a year that we oh. won when animatronic. Like, Even um, back then, there was shade. Yeah, there's but always it was like, shade. So, and she won by just doing a straight up lip sync versus a big production. Yeah. Mm mm. Wow. The late, great Nikki, if you can hear us, we love you, baby. We love you. Me too. We've got to uh, um, take a musical break. Oh, okay. Um, What's going to be the... Oh, please, continue. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, thank you, uh, Sergio. Yeah. I, I, well, I was just going to say thank you so much for joining us today. What a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Yes, we'd love for you to come back again. Sure, anytime that you invite me, I will be here. And I'll be passing by Divas for the Margarita. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone listening to us, go to Divas for the best margaritas in town. Yes. Go say hi to Carla. Are you working there? Uh, what nights are you there? I work Saturday from 2 in the afternoon till 8 o'clock in the oh, evening. And yes. after that, I run out to I'm Chavis. Oh, there you go. Full full evening for you. Yeah, so whenever you want, I try to get you free entries to yeah. Chavis and a free drink at Divas. Well, I, I'd be happy to pay for both. It's, it's well worth it. It's that, a that date. You have a date, Carla. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have a nice round of applause for the one and only Carla Gay. Thank you. Nice to meet you, all of you. Wonderful to meet you. Well, folks, uh, to continue to, to start this uh, episode, um, celebration of Summer of Freestyle Love, yes. we are going to dig into uh, here, we're going to dig in with an interview with Raquel. Oh, who's Raquel's one of our wonderful. favorite local gals yes, who uh, had quite the career back in the day as a freestyle artist. So we're going to uh, get to know a little bit about her story. Why don't we warm things up now with uh, some of her music from back in the day. Uh, this one is entitled Nothing More to Give, which was a big regional and billboard dance hit. Ready? Ready.
Well, well, we're back. House of Pride Radio celebrating Summer of Freestyle Love. That was uh, Nothing More to Give by Raquella. Um, uh, well, actually, it's uh, Mickey Oliver featuring Raquella. Uh, and um, sh- the song may have nothing more to give, but we have a whole lot to give here. That's at, damn so right. <laughs> you got we'll it. Keep the party rolling. Um, and it's funny how, like, uh, um, Raquel, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, Raquel. Oh, she's loud, and we can hear you loud and clearly. Hey, we have uh, some. We just interviewed the one and only Carla Gay. Your paths have crossed. Oh, Carla. Hi, Raquel. How are you, baby? Carla, que pasó? It's so good to hear your voice, sweetheart. You say my love. I miss you. That is truly one of the most beautiful creatures. You have an extremely beautiful creature in your studio right now. Yes. Lovely and talented. She's dressed in leopard, Mm -hmm. too. I'm a fan of animal print, by the way. I'm sure you knew that already, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. Yes, I did know that. (laughs) Well, welcome to House of Pride. It's been a pretty minute, honey. I know it has. Hey, Raquel, happy Pride. How, How was your weekend? Oh, thank you. Happy Pride, everybody. Wow, uh, my pride got smushed all in one uh, second, one hot second. I I think I kind of like blasted through San Francisco for two minutes, and then I had to come straight down to the Miss California pageant because I'm a talent coach, as you know, and I got to be here supervising a few um, contenders down here. Fabulous. Wow, you are yeah. busy. Oh, by the way, you know me, but um, we have some uh, new co-hosts in the house with us. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me who. Are you you sitting down? Uh, It's it's Sergio. (laughs) I'm sitting down. Who? Who? It's it's Sergio. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Sergio. Hi. Lovely to hear your voice. And you know, Carla's with us. It's so nice to hear your voice on the radio Mm -hmm. show. I know, right? It is so nice. You have a great voice, Sergio. I'm I'm putting it on on airs. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have a D... We also have DJ MC Square with us. I finally got that right. You can say oh, MC too. Oh, yeah. Say what, Diva? Said, say, oh, no. Uh. Hello. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he's smart, you know, with that name and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a room full of wonderful people. I'm so happy. Um, so yes, we it are. Is. It's very talented people. Yes. Well, as you know, it's the 50th year. Actually, nobody seems to know. But it's the 50th year <laughs> know, of Tweeka. Summer of Love I in know. San Francisco. Everyone was supposed to be celebrating it, but evidently I'm the only one doing it. But I've twisted it up. So Summer of Freestyle Love, Raquella. Hence, I'm calling you. <laughs> Yay. I just know. Oh my God! I learn something new every day around Tweeka Turner. I'm an old soul, you know. I wish yeah, I was dancing around in boots and a You'd, mini you skirt. You dance it. around in your Nancy Sinatra realness. I do it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's never too late. Yeah. <laughs> but freestyle. I'm, I'm sorry. Young, interrupting my guest is you, so rude. Tweeka's an old soul with a very young creativity. There you go. I like there that. There you go. Yeah. What can you tell us? being there and being in the mix. Actually, I feel like you're one of the founders of your style in New York back in the day. Oh, no. No. No, no. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got into the scene around, well, towards the end of what they call, quote unquote, the end of freestyle. And I'm sorry, but freestyle will never die. Latin freestyle will live forever and ever and ever, okay? Mm -hmm. But I came into the scene around 1998 when um, it was sort of starting to go down. It was starting to disappear. and I remember um, there was a little bit of a scuffle with my name, Raquella, when it came um, when it started popping up on the charts because Raquel 
Oh. Everyone knows Raquel, right? Gamma Raquel. Yeah, yeah. R-O-C-K-E-L-L. <laughs> yeah. She, well, not her personally, but her management had a little problem with me and um, charting next to her music, I guess. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of them calling my management and asking questions and all. And, and how exciting, that's how I met her. <laughs> <laughs> did, what, did, what, did she, how did she take it? Uh, you know, I only met her as an uh, acquaintance. Um, she's she was very kind to me, but I hear otherwise when Oof. she works with other people. I see. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not one to talk. Okay, so, so anyhow. <laughs> so Raquel, can you can you do? You, is it possible? I, I I know it's a big question to ask, but can you give us kind of like a brief timeline of freestyle and where, where what it's called now? Sure. Yes. Freestyle. Okay. Freestyle kind of basically, it started in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Oh. <laughs> you got a delivery back there or something? Freestyle started, <laughs> freestyle started in the 80s. Uh-huh. Basically, when disco died in 1979, there was already another genre taking off underground, and it was called house music. But it really was eh, tongue-in-cheek. It was disco. But it was also a sound that was dabbling with the digital sound that was coming out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And they needed music. They needed fresh music. They couldn't use disco music, you know? So they, they needed some kind of fresh music. And they were using rock and other old sounds. Well, that's when Latin mu- uh, music started coming out. And Nicky Garcia of McMack Records and Al- uh, Sal Abatello of mm. Fever Records uh, started finding all these artists. And it was just these amazing big singers who were hot Puerto Ricans, <laughs> yeah, me. Uh-huh. <laughs> really hot Puerto Ricans, um, and they were using their music in house music. And if it wasn't for house music, freestyle would have never come alive. Now, huh. that is my experience of it. When it finally started going, oh, you know, started to disappear, and you know, break dancing um, also came out of freestyle music as well. It was around, I'd say, around you know, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. So. When I came out with my, it was straight out Latin freestyle, um, here we go again. Uh, I started charting all over in New York City, and that's when um, uh, uh, my new manager, uh, that was DJ Larry V, and he was extremely well-loved by the community there. And they kind of trusted him in bringing me into the scene. And so Sal Abitello and, of course, Nikki Garcia, they were doing all of their freestyle, you know, explosion Mm -hmm. concerts and all, and uh, brought me in. And I was opening up for people like Judy Torres and Cynthia and Johnny O. Oh, cool. And and Stevie B. Mm -hmm. And uh, stories. I could tell you stories. <laughs> it was so crazy. I don't, have you ever been to a, a like a real freestyle Latin freestyle concert? I I know, but yeah. um, it can, it can it, it may, may I be so bold as to envision it was kind of like a big stadium kind of situation. Yes, uh-huh, it was definitely. Uh-huh. Well, it was it was like um, basically you got a big big room. You got the biggest auditorium you could find, uh-huh. and you smashed it full of all these 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 Latinos, and the place went crazy it would get violent oh, like okay. really right. violent mm-hmm. so they'd make sure that they put the artists in on a stage that would rake up at least six feet up <laughs> so <it'd be> like, <laughs> I, I, I come up to you uh-huh yeah and there'd be fights going on all the time and it never made any sense because freestyle the message in freestyle even though it had a very sad um innuendo 
behind it. Mm-hmm. It really it was all about love and and just having fun with your friends and 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 love, you know. Right. But <laughs> the fights in, ensued. I think the reason why people loved going to the freestyle um, concerts was because of the music mm-hmm. and the style of the music, and it just got you riled up so much. You you uh, would bump into people, I guess, or you find yourself with your hands in another guy's boyfriend, uh, girlfriend's um, pockets, I guess. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, the I stories, see. even in freestyle. Um, Raquel, <laughs> we were playing Fallen, uh, Chris the Greek featuring okay. Raquel at the beginning of House of Pride Radio. What was it like? What are your memories of working with Chris? Chris the Greek is... Uh, he would pull out hit after hit after hit. And I always wondered, how does he do that? And getting a chance to work with him, you know what? He has the most amazing team of other um, artists and and arrangers and composers and, of course, DJs backing him up. And getting to watch him collaborate with these guys, it's crazy. It's, It's absolutely crazy. If you were a fly on the wall, you would see a lot of yelling going on but it's the kind of yelling that, no, 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 it's got to be like this. No, no, wait, wait, wait. You got to give me a chance. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. And it's exciting. It's very exciting. The yelling is exciting. Um, and every single time you'd see the end result was just a really slamming hot track. Mm-hmm. And you just think to yourself, oh, I fed off of it. I think I, I learned a lot from him in that, in that way. You just, you, you just wrote what you felt deeply about, if that makes any sense. Right. Yes. Well, why don't we have an example of another collaboration between, uh, this one is called The Fire of You. Uh, Let's have a listen, folks. Raquel, don't go anywhere. It's The Fire of You, yeah. There's the example of freestyle um, feel-good music with sort of like a melancholy undertone within yeah. the storyline. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, that's a great song. It's all about the sound. 
Indeed, indeed. Can I ask you, what is one of your favorite songs of, of your back catalog? And oh why? Oh. And why? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nobody's ever asked me that. Hey, well. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have a lot. This fire view, you perhaps? Know, <laughs> when we, the one we just played. <laughs> well, I love that song. And, it, well, it was my favorite at that time. Because I have never sung something that was so sexy and sensual. It is sexy. And it also gave me a chance to experiment with my voice on a different level. Um, yeah, because it was a bit, a bit of a higher... Know, t- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. What's that was? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, I was just speaking, we're, so I will let you speak instead. <laughs> we're all excited that you to be talking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, You know what? If I had to pick a song, a favorite song, uh, uh, I guess mm, the one I did with uh, Mickey Oliver. Didn't you say you already played it, Tweeka? Yes, that was the... Um, here, here we go. What's that? No, falling. No, here we, falling. Here we go again. Was yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the one with Mickey Oliver was. Um, oh God, I cannot believe uh, this. Rakala. There's toast my heart, and um, t- it sounds like. Oh, my nothing heart more to give. Nothing more. Nothing more to give. Yeah. Ah. Thank you, Tweeka. Go. I'm gonna have another margarita. <laughs> um, There's the margarita again popping up. Indeed, it's like an underlining theme in our show. And so, maybe a question that won't be as difficult: What is your favorite present day song of yours? <laughs> present day song of mine? Yeah. Well, you know, summertime. Ah, that's a good one. Uh, summertime. In. I love working with you, Tweeka. That was that. a good collaboration. Let's do it again. It Major was. hit. It definitely charted on DJ Times top yeah. ten, all the record pulls. Yeah. Congratulations. I love working Several. with you, Yes. No, you really yeah. delivered the goods, and uh, I would love to work with you again. Um, just uh, because you really do yeah. have that, uh, you know, God's gift. Um, we and, have to. And I would love to get your voice recorded again. It was so pristine. We have to. On summertime. We have to. So. Oh. There's a bunch of DJs that are uh, spinning it right now because, you know, hello, it's summer. And uh, your name gets brought up all the time. And I well. am asked, you know, oh, you, you co-wrote that song, right? Well, yeah. And then, of course, I have to say, Tweeka. <laughs> You're the star vehicle behind it. I don't want to hear my name mentioned right now associated with that song. <laughs> I said Tweeka. I said Tweeka. I'm so okay. <laughs> so much fun talking about, you know, what we did, what we went through and, and writing it. And the, the nice thing about it was we took our time. There are so many producers out there who are just pulling, you know, just pushing out the tracks and just hoping that one of them will make it. The truth is, the matter of the fact is, you take your time, you know, until you know it's got that perfect, you know, that perfect sound, that that perfect hook, that thing that's just not, it, you can't get it out of your head, and you know yeah. that it's fun to sing. Well, we both you know we, we worked really hard on it, uh, but um, yeah, we did. It was I'm you know, it. it's always like a, a small village of creative people that come to the table and make something happen. So, Amen. shout out to all those fabulous Amen, remixes that really gave it different flavors. And what and, other remixes uh-huh. were, were on that? Uh, Paul Goodyear. Oh, hey. yeah. Hello. Uh, yeah. Who are some of the remixes yeah. do you, that you work with? On that. Oh, did we get uh, Funky Leo. Filipino on there? Yes, Funky Filipino, Leo. San Jose, Leo Frappier, Corey, uh-huh. Corey D. Uh, LA, uh, Corey D, L.A. Rush. L.A. Rush, uh, fabulous. From Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of uh, really talented. Oh, Phil B. Can't forget him and, and um, Andy oh, Alder. Phil B. 
Yeah. Did that you, song's getting spun a it lot It was the right real now. deal. Mm-hmm. It definitely, we put all our heart and soul up. But my motivation was Raquel's determination, talent, and vocal delivery. It was just oh. stellar. Good job, girl. We're going to work together on something. <laughs> Thank you. I really enjoyed singing that, and I can't wait to sing some more stuff together. We got, we've really got to get our... Well, here's an now. example of starting out in freestyle. Um, actually, you have a long history. We'll get into another time, folks. But, um, you know, Raquel is coming from uh, Broadway, off-Broadway. Mm. You did some experimental stuff with, uh, uh, like, trance music. Was that right? All on, on stage? And, yeah. And all of that is so fascinating. Things, into yeah. freestyle. And then she's carried her career, as you can see, right. to today, which a lot of freestyle artists are doing. Um, they're doing, you know, their freestyle yeah. tours. Yeah, but, but, like, Company B, who we interviewed last week... Working on new material, and I think oh, I, love I, I love to see you guys continue, you know, working as as much as you possibly can, giving us the art. Thank you. And, and Thank I'm not you, sure. that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> and I'm not sure if yeah. you if you know Tweeka, but I've known Raquel for a long time. In mm-hmm. fact, we were back in the day, uh, what almost ten years ago or something, Raquel. We were we'd often yeah. spend spend yeah. a, a Friday night together at Cafe Floor. At Cafe Floor. Yes, yes. And, and you know that was when I got back from New York. Ah. But when I got back from New York and I was like, oh, I got to do something. I got to get out of Sacramento. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I drove out there with Marco Middlesex and he uh-huh. introduced me to all of you guys. Yes. And I would have never met Gary, Virginia, mm-hmm. Tweeka, all of you. It, it, right. So um, it, that was. I'm never going to forget that. It was I'm always, so it was always a highlight to have you there. To, <gasps> Good to, times. to share you from my cake booth. Right, be what the yeah. DJ booth was. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that, that dessert. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. that rotate. Yeah, at one point, it actually there. rotated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then it that motor broke or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, stationary mm-hmm. cake yep. display. And it was great. It was. I was like, I was a nobody, and it felt good. And I and I met all of you, made really close relationships with all of you, yeah. and then found out, oh, hey, there's a lot of talent in this damn place. <laughs> Does anybody know how much talent there is in here right now? Nobody knew. We're just in there, all equals, just having a great time. And getting drunk a little, but having uh, a great just, time. Just a little. <laughs> a little party going down. Speaking of talent, where can <laughs> folks listening to us uh, go to follow you and your career? Please, please see me at Raquela.com. And if you don't know how to spell my name, it's R-A-Q-U-E-L-A.com. And you can find me on Facebook, but I, I really would love it if you came to my own website. And... <sighs> Look me up on YouTube. Do a little supporting there. There's some. Um, She's everywhere. There's a lot of. Yeah, and the more hits it gets, the more uh, recognition it gets with other DJs like Sergio. Mm-hmm. I would love. I, it's so nice to know I'm getting spun by by really great. Uh, music lovers like Sergio. Well, we have others. DJ um, MC Square with us too. You know, he, he's a resi- resident oh, of Oasis God. and other events. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm such an idiot. M- um, D- uh, Mr. Yeah, MC why are you talking to me? Square. You should be t- kissing out to him. <laughs> I know. I'm, talk about legendary. There's some le- he's a legend. I think you all know that, right? If Raquel comes out with a good new product, will you support it? Of course. Did you hear that, Raquel? MC2 says, I, okay, of course. I heard him. I heard about Write it down. It's a social contract. It's nice. Too, so I really um, enjoy your work. So thank you. 
That means a lot coming from a legend like you in Sacramento. <laughs> a living legend. Usually they call legends after they passed. It's like <laughs> no, no, not not in the DJ world. You know that. Come on. Maybe if he was, you know. No, we definitely okay. have two. It's. I mean, I'm in heaven. We have two DJs with such a vast, long, successful career right here. Now, surprise radio. Hello. Mm-hmm. And I, in our break, I was just mentioning in the like. Um, part of my start was original freestyle, like when it came out. So I remember yeah. when that sound, like transition from yeah. it was like the Miami sound turned into freestyle, and, and yeah, it was you were there. really huge in the gay You're- clubs in Hawaii, and that's where I started DJing. And so we in was, Hawaii has a yeah. special place for you. Yeah, and, and yeah, they, I didn't they know ate that. it up. Oh my god, like because um, it was like high energy was happening at the same time and so like Hulu yeah, was right. playing high energy and mm-hmm. I was playing at that's right. these other like Hamburger Mary's which had Dirty Mary's in Hawaii and that was yep. that was like the alternative club and we were playing programming a lot of freestyle and we yep. would get this line going around the block trying to get in <laughs> and a lot of straight people it was interesting because it, uh-huh. it, it um, too. Yeah. A lot of military and all this would like end up coming in to listen to the music that the other clubs yep. weren't playing, but we were playing freestyle. Where was your residency? It was uh, Hamburger Mary's, Dirty Mary's. They had it was kind of like the Eagle mm-hmm. um, back in Hawaii, mm. and then I also played at yep. their after hours uh, club called the Arcade, which is where it had it was open to 4 a.m. Oh so everybody from all the other gay <laughs> clubs would go there. So from like one o'clock to four, it'd be wall to wall, there'd be this line going all the way around the block. And then I was the weekend <laughs> DJ for that club. So you would hop from one venue to the next. Mm-hmm. So you full that's a long Dude. day. Yeah, well, yeah, go, I would go back and, and forth. I worked, at one time, I worked seven days a week, and I was playing at like alternating between both like every other day I was at the other club. oh my god did you have different looks for each no <laughs> <laughs> wait a second wait a second like, paint the some, picture sometimes it was like I would play two two events in one day <laughs> wait a I second MC Squared you, you gotta paint the picture what MC Squared was going through back then the, he was carrying vinyls people right right, vinyls. Yeah, right. I, you so had to bring he, your own stash to right. Right. Of, yeah. be different so you had the A crate right and then I worked at a record store crate, right? too pardon <laughs> you had those big old A crates, right? Yep, that held uh-huh. your vinyls in there. He still yeah. does have yeah, those, actually. Awesome. <laughs> I still have all that music from that period. Um, oh my god! All on vinyl. Well, this is well, so much fun, Raquel, going down memory lane with all of you guys. Um, I know. We, oh my god! Mm, it's so nice to have you back. It's been a while. You used to call regularly until you got so busy with your students. She teaches uh, vocal lessons I'm in teaching, Sacramento. Yeah. Um, well, I have to say, it's nice getting a regular check now. <laughs> it's a good feeling. So, once again, tell us your website and how to get there. Go to rockella.com, spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-A.com. You can support me on Facebook for sure, under The Rockella. And if you want, check me out on YouTube, and I could use as many hits and as many, you know, clicks and likes and all those lick a lick of things that people do over there what's what's your handle on youtube raquella oh oh what's my handle r-a-q-u-i-i okay that's uh, the that's the french spelling of my nickname rocky okay nice i like that mm-hmm. cool fabulous R-A-Q-U-I-I. well we're gonna go out raquella with your first freestyle release entitled here we go again uh can you set us up for that here we go again. Was written, uh, co-written with me and Sight Sound. May he rest in peace. We had a blast in the uh, studio recording this in New York City, and it is full-fledged Latin freestyle. 
And at first it started off as a joke and then we got serious about it and we just, we, <laughs> and we have never regretted it since. And it got played to death on KTU. It ended up charting on the local charts on KTU. I'm very proud of this song. And before you, before you play, I'm going to be hanging up, you guys, and I have to say goodbye because I have to go to the Miss California's Night 2 of Preliminaries. Let's have a nice round of applause for Raquela. Raquela. Thank you. you. Thank you. Enjoy. Enjoy the music. I love you, Tweeka. Love you, honey. Talk to you soon.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, back at House of Pride Radio here with DJ Sergio and DJ's uh, and DJ MC Square, and uh, also now we have a new guest. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Laundra Time. Hi, Laundra. And you're Hi, Laundra. Here. Great to have you, honey. <laughs> and you know what? You're just in time. We have a live guest from Miami, Florida. Hey! Now I've heard of theirs. All right. We're celebrating here on House of Pride Radio Summer of Freestyle Love. We just got off the phone with Raquel, uh, who uh, had a few releases in the genre of freestyle. And remember, how uh, Sergio, how she mentioned uh, the Latin infusion coming out of Miami? Yes, I do remember that. Well, on the five minutes ago. Right. Well, we have the real deal on the phone now. What? Yes, the one and only Jake Kwan. Are you with us? Yes, yes. What's going on, everybody? How you guys doing? Hi, Jake Kwan. Jake Kwan, tell us the famous group that you are, that's actually, you you found it. Uh, The Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys. (laughs) That's my group back from the the 90s and the 80s, you know. Um, that's, That's my, that's where I came from, the freestyle era. It's the real deal. Um, um, now, were you in the mix in the beginning with all the other freestyle artists? Did you know some of them and work with them? Oh, I know everybody. You know what I'm saying? I know it all. Stevie B, Lisa Lisa. You know, we all grew up, you know, in, in that era of music, of freestyle. And George Lamont and, you know, Noel and Coro, we all, you know, used to go to the same school. And, you know, it's, it's funny. We all grew up in New York, in the Bronx, and next thing you know, we are freestyle artists. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> that is you know, so, but, yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the early days. Uh, what do f- your fans really want to hear from you from the freestyle uh, genre music? Well, they love to hear the, you know, the old style, of, you know, the old music of the Nasty Boys, you know, what I'm feeling, Intimate Strangers, you know, they love that. You know, we just did a big show um, just this past weekend, it's a, for a friend of ours named Saul here in Florida. And um, Saul is a, he's a gentleman that's fighting cancer right now. So it's a big freestyle cancer benefit for him. And oh, everybody so was out. We had George mm-hmm. Lamont, we had Nine, we had Will Tapar, we had Company B, um, even you know Suave came through, we had Erotic Exotic, you know, a bunch of artists that came through, Giggles and you know, Nasty Boys was there. And, you know, everybody put on such an amazing show for an amazing cause. So it was good to be with my peers once again up on stage. Have you now? You come from a family that is very musical. Um, your mom and dad both had careers in entertainment. Yes. Do you think it? <laughs> yes. I guess the the fruit doesn't fall f- far from the tree in this case. No, no <laughs> Stop way. it, Sergio. No <laughs> you know, you, I, I was watching you guys earlier. I love you guys. You guys are hilarious. You have me cracking up here. You know? <laughs> uh, so, Jaquan, have you had the opportunity? Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome to House of Pride Radio. It's an honor to have you. Um, we're super excited. I mean, I'm personally excited to learn more and more each, each episode uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, about freestyle and the impact it's had um, on um, uh, f- um, folks, but also the music industry and something that is, you know, cemented in history musically. Mike, mm-hmm. DJ MC2, was talking about this. He was a DJ uh, um, in Hawaii, in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. And uh, nice. and he he was spinning freestyle back in the day and how it was a fresh sound. What was your Mike? Tell tell Jaquan what what impressed you about freestyle back in the day. I liked uh, well I liked the Latin influence on it. I liked the synth sounds and percussion that was coming in. It was very different from um, the just like high energy that was 
being made and it was just this whole new fresh sound that uh it was like it seemed like it came from break dancing you know like the break beats that were coming out and it merged that sound with a latin flavor um and the crowd just ate it up so it was everything was out of box hits you know from debbie deb and trainer and um yeah lisa lisa and nocera and all those early groups stevie b um mm -hmm. yeah and like everything you played the crowd just ate it up Oh, oh, like yeah. right from yeah, like, I mean, they were they were awesome, you know. And it trends, and also I, what I loved is too is that it, it, um, everybody loved it. It wasn't just one segment of the culture loving it. It was like a gay, straight, didn't matter what your nationality was or where you were from. It it um, was across the board um, accepted by it seemed like everybody. It was it was just this great sound that, that really worked and got everybody on the dance floor. So Amen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it definitely crossed over when it hit the 90s, you know. And you know, freestyle to today, people say, oh, freestyle died or what happened? I'm like, it never died. You mm -mm. know, because you know, people like TKA and George Lamont and Judy Torres, they kept it going, you know, they yep. kept it going. And, you know, here we are today, you know, 2017, and Freestyle's still on the charts. It's still, you know, putting in, you know, the work. Because a lot of these artists have new material. Yeah, they don't perform it. They would love to. And I always tell, you know, everybody, they always say, oh, why don't you have, you know, a song on the radio? Um, it ain't easy to get on the radio, you know? Mm -hmm. Not like before when you had, in New York, you had, you know, Hot 103, now it's Hot 97. And, you know, you got, here in South Florida, we got Power 96. And the music, the format changed. And thank God we got internet now that people can hear Freestyle all day long. Right, it, right. Yes, absolutely. All these DJs that's constantly out there promoting freestyle, and thank God we got Facebook to to have these DJs spinning like you guys now. You know, you guys are you know on the air, you guys are live, and and you know the fans are loving it. I, you know, I like that. I love that people still you know giving you know that freestyle music and keeping it alive. And what what stations um, online or what locations online do you do you suggest or recommend as places good places to hear freestyle music nowadays, including well, you your know, songs? Lot, you know, I, you know, I've 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 learned to to see everybody on my Facebook. You know, all these DJs from all over the world. They 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 hit me up and they say, hey, Jaquan, I'm gonna be live. You know, you know, tune in and I tune in as much as I can to everybody mm -hmm. because you know. It, like support. I said, it's keeping it alive. And, you know, right now I just did a reunion with the Nasty Boys back. Like just this weekend I have one of my members, you know, um, from the original Nasty Boys do the show with me. My little brother, you know, since day one he's always been, you know, with me. And unfortunately one of my guys from the Nasty Boys, you know, you know, um, joined the military. So he's in the, he's in the military. So he can't be part of the group. But... My little brother took his place, and I got the Nasty Boys back out. And, you know, and the buzz is out right now that, you know, Jaquan got the Nasty Boys back out. You guys are hot. Uh, let's Thanks. have our listeners um, listen a bit to what the Nasty Boys sound is, sounds like with this fine example entitled, What I'm Feeling. Oh, I like that one. Don't go anywhere. Right. This is gonna, just All take right. a little listen. All right. Tweak it. Turn the volume up. Here we go.
that was like the three second YouTube version of. <laughs> was that the, was that the snippet of it? <laughs> it just totally cut off. Oh my gosh! Is this now? <laughs> so sad. I mean, that was for the three seconds we listened to. That was amazing. Well, just to be, I, that's it, that that is a great song, especially the, the extended version. Are <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, are your uh, Nasty Boys music available um, for downloading on iTunes? Well, you know what? You know the 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 song was part of the record label that we were signed to, and I recall they're no longer in business. Oh, so, for oh, so their their catalog isn't available for the public right now. Oh, that's sad. No, I don't think so. the only way I tell the fans if you want the songs, you know, inbox me. I'll mail you a copy. You know, I do own I do own the name Nasty Boys. Shaquan does own the name Nasty Boys. Fabulous. But I don't own the publishing of the Nasty Boys songs because they were part of the label. Gotcha. You know, but yeah. you got the Jaquan's new music. So yes, we want to get into it. That. We were talking to Raquel earlier, um, and she continues to record today too. She had a really big regional, well, actually national hit last year called Summertime. And I love the fact that you guys continue to record. I've sampled your new music that you sent me, and it's fierce. So we're we're going to get into that first. Tell us about your touring schedule on these amazing freestyle concerts that you guys are collaborating on. Well, as Jake Juan, you know, when the group just to you know um, go into me right now, you know, I you know the group broke up back in the '90s, and I started you know forming in Jake Juan because a lot of the art, a lot of the fans didn't know me as Jaquan. There was new Nasty Boys. There was mm. new Nasty Boys. One of the guys from the Nasty Boys, what's his name? Jaquan. You know, but I created Jaquan and now I'm doing my own solo stuff as well. I've been doing it, you know, for the past 12 years. And I've been recording with a lot of different, you know, artists. I've done stuff with Flo Rider. I've done stuff with pe- um, some of the people from Pitbull's Camp. This girl named Madai, I did a song with her. Um, this Ain't Love is a remix from Jay Novell, you know, and I got Flo Rida on it. I got peop- I got Pitbull's Camp that produced it. That's great. Um, yeah. I got a song with this girl named Samir that I just did call Party All The Time. Really hot track, you know. We're about to start in production to shoot the video for that one, too. And um, I'm just, you know, I've been doing Jaquan, and Jaquan is more like Latin pop. You know, with a little twist of freestyle in it, you know, and some of my, you know, some of my Latin stuff is really good. It's really good as well. And um, it's just, you know, I, 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 I touch every aspect in the, mu- in the music industry because, you know, my dad and my mom, they taught me, listen, you got to do a little bit of everything. You got to be a singer. You got to be a dancer. You got to be an entertainer in this, in this industry and in the music. So my dad was a singer. My mom was a dancer. And, and with that, you know. I, I took their career to the next level as Jaquan. Fabulous. Let's do a shout out to your mom and dad because your, your um, dad was, what was the group that he was involved in? He was in a group doing, he used to sing doo-wop music. The name of the group was called the Emeralds. So shout out to my dad and the Emeralds, you know, for doing what they did back in the 50s. And, mm. Oh, cool. Yeah, very I cool. I used to watch my dad, you know, back in the days, you know, you know, performing and rehearsing, you know, in the basement when I was a kid and, you know, I said one day I'm gonna be like that, and and I did. I, cre- uh, I created the Nasty Boys. That's a great story. I love I love that. Nice to, nice to have your parents influence you like that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. My mom was a very famous dancer. Her name is Carmen Robles. 
She danced for the Tito Puente. She mm. danced for the TV show of I Love Lucy. She's on the show of I Love Lucy. Oh, cool. Yeah. If you ever watch I Love Lucy and you ever watch Desi Arnaz do his scenes at the Copa and you see the dancers on the side, that's my mom. Ooh, I'm going to make sure to check that out. Um, now, yeah, Carmen Robles. That's, this is amazing. A great story. Did you, I thought I read that you actually did work with Tito um, in the group, the Latin Players. Is that true or false? Rhythm, the Latin Rhythm. Me and Tito Puente Jr., when the Nasty Boys broke up in 93, me and Tito Puente Jr., we were in Florida and we decided to start a group and we named ourselves the Latin Rhythm. And me and Tito, we traveled all over the world. We were the first Latin group to perform in Alaska. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Breaking ground. If you YouTube Jaquan Alaska, you see what, <laughs> what happened. It must have been Alaska. especially cold. <laughs> oh, it was, it was amazing. You know, it's, you know, I'm going to tell you a quick little story. It was amazing. In Alaska, we were there for two weeks, and believe it or not, there were so many Dominicans in Alaska. What? Say what? How cool is that? Dominican. Uh -huh. What the hell y'all doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Took a wrong turn. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. I was like, oh my God. There were so many Dominicans in Alaska. I was like, yo, you're on the other side of the damn island. What the hell? You know, but it was amazing. It was cool, good. Cool, cool. That is amazing. Um, now, is it true that you guys, as the Latin Rhythm, um, scored big time with a, a remake, remix, remake and remix of a Santana's classic? Well, you know, it's not Santana's song, believe it or not. It's Tito Puente's song. Santana ah. redid it and made it become a hit. Yes, but that Tito makes sense. But Tito Puente Sr. is the original writer-composer of Oye Como Va. And then Santana did it, he put it on the map, and then me and Tito did it, and we gave it a whole house version of Oye Como Va. And, they, and we got ourselves a Grammy for that. Congratulations. Congratulations. What, what year was that, uh, Jaquan? That was back in 1996 or 97. I still got the award right here in my house. I, I bet you do. That's, that must be such a great thing to look at when you wake up in the morning. Oh, man, forget it. I, you know, I got my gold records from the Nasty Boys. You know, I got the Latin Rhythm, you know, awards. And then I got Jay Kwan's, you know, you know, awards from shows and, and events and a lot of charity. I do a lot of charity, you know, because I give back to to the cause of whatever charity it is, cancer, you know, AIDS, um, it could be muscular dystrophy, you know, I suffer, you know, one of my daughters suffer from muscular atrophy, so that what inspired me to give back to, to charity and to causes like that, because I lived with a daughter that's been living in a wheelchair and never walked in her life for 28 years, and my daughter right now, she's 28, she got her master's, she has her bachelor's, and she's a school teacher and teaches kindergarten, so when I say to people, listen, if my daughter that's in a wheelchair can do it, damn it, you could do it too. Yes, the cause close to your heart. Mm -hmm. um, close to my heart. It's, it's, a, it's, it's dear to my heart. Dear to your heart. Um, let's uh, make a right turn and segue into your new music. I want to um, play Party All the Time. Can you set us up for that? Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to me right now, this is your boy Jay Kwan, and I want you to listen to my new song featuring my girl Samia. It's called Party All the Time. Get ready, because you're going to party. Here goes. Ow. 
boy Jaquan. <laughs> I'm here with my girl Samia. Oh yeah, Samia, mommy. Let's go. Yeah, um, that pretty much is um, you know, guidelines to most LGBTQ <laughs> this week, this past weekend here in San Francisco. Uh, party all the time. <laughs> Some of us let's do partying. <laughs> that has great energy. Um, where is that available now for purchase? Yes, it is. It's on iTunes. We just put it up on iTunes, and we're about to launch it this week, uh, and then we're going to start shooting the video for it. Cool. How exciting. Listen, um, we're, our show's real tight today, but I want to invite you back for a follow-up. Uh, in anytime. you know, oh, Anytime, he said. I'm so happy to meet you. It's been a real pleasure here uh, being introduced to you and your music. Folks, uh, if you want to go follow and join Team Jaquan, where do folks go? Jaquan Feliciano on Facebook, Jaquan Music on Instagram and on Facebook. My personal page is Jaquan Feliciano, and my music page is Jaquan Music. Follow me. I'll follow you back. You heard it here on House of Pride Radio. Jaquan, thanks for your time. It's been a pleasure, and we'll have you back real soon, okay? Thank you, guys. All right. Let's, let's have a nice round of applause. Jaquan. Fabulous. From Nasty Boys. Let's listen a little bit more. A party of the time. We'll be right back with the Monster Group. I'm so excited. Monster Group. Yeah. That was party all the time, Jaquan. How do we say his fabulous last name? Do you remember Feliciano? But Feliciano. I also know how to spell his fabulous first name, which is important to find him on Facebook. J a y q u a n Feliciano. Nice guy. I have to admit, it took a couple minutes to figure that out when I was yeah, looking yeah. today. It's Don't a worry, great I'm, name. It's I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm the brains of this operation. Really rolls off the palate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll anybody. have him back, uh, Sergio. Yes, no yes. one knows how to spell anything. <laughs> well, why don't you introduce our? 
next sure piece. sure um, I'm a big fan of these two folks and their sh- uh, their party every Thursday at the edge you can catch the monster show um, the, a president we have MC squared with us who's the one of the co-founders as well as DJ yes. and we have launder time uh, um, uh, woman about town part of, <laughs> to say the least yes part of the house of tips wig wig connoisseur and maker fantastic wig maker a cat aficionado and overall uh, uh, the, the Stevie Stevie Nicks fan one half of the Brony Mitchell show how about that huh not too creepy right Londra fantastic introduction there you go and if you need an audio to go with the monster show check this out for three seconds you'll know exactly what we're talking about right it's the right version Mike (laughs) what does that sound like Yes. There you go. Nice. Fabulous. I, like I guess I was always backstage when that played. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sounds like they remastered it, so it sounds different than the version we're playing. It's a little faster. Uh, uh, okay. We played the remix. It's uh. No. Yes. We played the short version. <laughs> Edit it down. I always heard. Right yes, it sounded a little parts. like canny or something back. But welcome, guys. This is your Thank first you. time Thank as you. the brand, the Monster Show, and what brings you to us today? I know you have some fabulous shows coming up. We are here to share with you, yeah, all, all of the awesome shows that we have coming up. Um, I mean, do you just want to... May, may, I, may I? Yes, I think, did you bring some visuals oh, for us? What's coming visuals? up this uh, Thursday? It's this every Thursday, Thursday right? Is Janelle Monet versus Pink. We have uh, Sugar Bee. I guess I should describe what the Bouncer Show is. Yeah, would you mind giving us a, a brief, a brief yeah, history? Yeah, so, um, the Monster Show is the It drag show in the Castro. It's the longest, longest. running drag mm. show. Congratulations. Um, originally incepted by Cookie Dough and MC2 12, 14 years ago? It's 13, 13 years. years ago. 13 years ago. Um, that is now hosted by three drag queens, Sukasa, Sugabides, and myself. We've been voted the most ridiculous drag show in the city. <laughs> For good reason. And we don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, I always have a great time when I go there. The performances it's, it's, are really, really great. It's a fantastic, it's mm-hmm. my favorite drag show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, the show that gave me my start I've been a part of it since I've started that was your drag. first your first not day? my first show but the your, first big show that I ever right, right, to right. Uh, Cookie had me do her uh, Little Miss Monster pageant and I lost horribly uh-huh. but Sukasa like took me outside after and she's like you were one of my favorites mm-hmm. I voted mm-hmm. for you and in hindsight I know she did because I did horribly <laughs> <laughs> you counted the ballots like wait a minute it's missing one um, well, <laughs> well we're gonna go live for a second why don't you hold up that fabulous uh, poster that Michael right? that you just yeah. um did you do those graphics yourself? Uh, well, I didn't. I kind of put it together. So, um, so Michael, maybe Ken, while, while he didn't take the pictures, yeah, um, I, I went down there and took them. <laughs> while while he's very close with Janelle. Yeah, that was like a hundred thousand dollars to get her to do it. <laughs> it was, but it was worth it for for the monster show. Um, I, yeah. I, I've I've always been curious. Maybe you can quench my thirst yes. for curiosity. Um, how what was the what was the inspiration? What was the reason? What how did the monster show begin? And why did it continue to be so successful in your, in your perspective? Well, the beginnings were um, Cookie and I wanted to, uh, Cookie wanted to perform and I wanted a DJ and we were both nearly like sober. And so we were trying to create a safe environment that both of us can do our craft and be supportive of each other and have a safe place to, to do it. And so this was basically our first um, our first gigs in sobriety. So we kind of created it for ourselves, created our own journey. 
and we allowed a lot of other it was like a safe place for other sober people to go and mm-hmm. then it just evolved into what it like, like drunk <laughs> enough out the window it's now it's like oh my god yeah. like, the laundry shows up everyone on stage and yeah uh-huh. like no well, was, I think your patrons I have now but like a lot of sober people go some now. sober yeah and, and a great place is it was a forum that we gave a lot of um, new queens their first start and right. that evolved mm-hmm. and a lot of people yeah kind of went on to do really great like, oh, have careers I mean, out of it but they started at the monster show I remember still it was at that. the elephant walk or Harvey's Harvey's, Harvey's. I performed yeah you were one of the then. first um, performers for us like you did a lot of our shows early in the early days over there and then you've moved over to the edge where you remain weekly today. I have a little great time plank there. of a stage. And we're also, but we're also, we also have a big scale version of it, uh, Booty. And so yeah. once yes. a month, and that's, it's a continuous, that was also a thing that we created. We wanted to do something that was different. So all, all the numbers are mixed together. And so it's a big, we go right into the middle of a dance party. There's no introduction. And it's like, all of a sudden, I come on and I start like spinning, and then performers show up. <laughs> and then, and then drag <laughs> like, Oh my god! Like what? So there's no announcement. No, it's no, just they, they don't even know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> right. But right. it goes from like them dancing, and it starts like peak hour where the, the dance floor is crowded, mm-hmm. and they're just jamming to a song. And all of a sudden, our little snippet of the monster theme comes on, and then drag performers. And then a just, half hour of drag. <laughs> yeah, uh, or forty okay. minutes sometimes. <laughs> forty minutes. <laughs> now, is there? Can you tell us where we can go to? to um, keep up with that monthly show and then also the weekly show? There's a couple ways. You can follow our Monster Show page on Facebook, just the Monster we have Show. Two. We have two. Um, or you can add all of us on Facebook because we are community <laughs> people and that's the easiest way to contact us and stay in touch right. is, is by being actual friends with Sugar, MC2, Otter, uh, Sue and I. Mm-hmm. Um and a carrier pigeon works uh-huh. showing Smoke up. signals showing up. Showing that up. person yeah, always is good too um, I, and I have to I, I actually did not make the connection in that I like the fact that the monster show at the edge is a very much a communal uh, mm-hmm. event uh, you do by not probably I, I like that you are always open to allowing new artists in in part because you're trying to fill a weekly show mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is it weekly or monthly it's, it's weekly. weekly yeah so um, but also having the monster show be part of booty and opening people who are not part of drag and who are not familiar with it in their eyes and kind of having them see a drag we're show. Doing, we're doing it for a straight crowd primarily. Yeah. So it's like 90% I was trying to be straight. nice. Which is terrifying. <laughs> <for> <laughs> drag like, okay, it's very like terrifying it. for a drag queen. But we, yeah. we're, we wear really fun colors and uh-huh. we're really, it's a real fun party. Exuberant. And we have it's confetti cannons. Oh, well then, straight <laughs> people love confetti cannons. I always found straight people to really uh, take warm up fast too. oh they're all smiles by they're the dumbfounded they're just like, sometimes they're just <laughs> staring in and I love awe because I take pictures I take crowd shots and there's always like that one guy that's like oh my god what, <laughs> what the hell am I watching <laughs> why am I getting turned on else, right now everybody else is just like cheering and, right that's oh, so cool I, I, I've always wanted to know are your shows documented where you, there's like um you know, like podcasts, do you have them, uh, re- you know, available to the view? Um, We're kind of lazy. No, yeah. but we have, we have, we have, we have pretty much 12 and a half years of video from uh-huh. every show um, that just need to be archived. Or oh, we're, my, my dream is to have them playing on the screens at the edge during now the monster shows so we can have the, uh, Glamamore does it at his show Pillows yeah. right. um, mm-hmm. at Powerhouse on Mondays which kind of gave me like why are we not showing videos of old monster shows? And we have like, them all. It's so, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're really golden. Um, 
but we're not doing. I don't think we're videotaping anymore. We have Gooch taking pictures. Oh yeah, Gareth Gooch, uh, amazing Gareth photographer. Gooch. He's yeah, also one of the GoBang. He is GoBang's yeah. resident photographer. The party I do. Uh huh. He's yours too. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at he's yeah. He's got he, them, he started. Them. That's another thing too. Is he started at the Monster Show. We were. We gave that. we gave him his mm-hmm. first opportunity oh, to cool. take pictures of nightlife when no one knew who he was, and he came in and he asked to like, could he? And we just let him do that. And then Cookie started introducing him to a lot of people in like um, the BAR. And then he started getting mm-hmm. his work in the BAR. And so he really um, is so grateful. He always like tells me how grateful he is that we gave him his start. Mm-hmm. Um, so even you talk about yeah, not just good like energy. drag, that yeah. the yeah. Monster Show, you know, was like always like supportive of other mm-hmm. creative talent and so. and speaking of the B- bar the the besties the barrier reporter besties i believe gareth won for best nightlife photographer yes didn't you win for best dj am i, I mistaken won for best dj two best years dj in a row, two years in a row freaking yeah i'm jealous of that <laughs> what about well the deserved. monster show has it won uh, awards for it's won um like in 2015 it won swept everything and that and like the um, San Francisco Weekly and the um, the Guardian, like it won mm-hmm. all the like major like, and Cookie won like everything, mm-hmm. and the show won like all the everything it was nominated for. Oh, that's fabulous! And, and admittedly, I, I kind of kind of came into the scene a little bit late in the game, mm-hmm. so I wasn't. I, I've only heard of Cookie's influence and legacy and such. Um, would you would you mind giving us a brief synopsis of, of her involvement with the Monster Show and with the community? I know she had did a lot of stuff with the Imperial Court and uh, such. The Ducal Court. The Ducal Court, the Ducal sorry. Ducal sorry. Court. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Cookie was Grand Duchess mm-hmm. like a few years back. And um, yeah, I would just say the like involvement, it was just keeping... Um, it open for everybody. Uh, we also didn't turn away people, so it, the cover charges if you did couldn't pay, like we mm-hmm. let people in, and Sliding. we still do that. Yeah. So, um, and then Cookie started as a, I would say the inspiration. Cookie was a lighting person and did tech work for all the Mark Hustis things at the Castro. Mm-hmm. Worked for Josie, so worked with like Margo Gomez and all that from the tech side, right, and right. Lipsinka and all these big artists and has always inspired like aspired to be on stage and so um once and that was another thing and sobriety gave so once cookie got sober started mm-hmm. performing mm-hmm. and getting on the other side of the stage and then um really enjoyed it and then i just yeah we just started creating things for ourselves we started with martini after dark or cookie after dark at martini's <laughs> I like that yeah and then um and then the monster show started yeah. at harvey's are you proud of what the girls have done since cookie's i am passing? yeah they, they've really held it together and um like sugar beady and sukasa um and Roxy Cotton Candy were the three that came on like right after an otter. They they were because I went through a whole grieving process and I had to take like a two three month hiatus from like mm. just work, yeah. and like everybody like Booty and all my all of my employers and Oasis and at the Edge, they held my position. They said it's like there whenever you're ready to come back. And then the girls took over the Monster Show until I was available to, to start DJing it again and being part of it. So they kept it alive for about three months before I was able to come back. So I'm really grateful for like what the community did and like help keep 
like what we creative thriving and I yeah I, I know that she and then Landra and yeah and, and he didn't mention you but he, <laughs> no but well, I just started it. It. no, no but, um, it evolved, but I'm just really grateful for it, and I love what Landra's bringing to it too and so and it's just no it's amazing This you should see like um, may, may, may I speak to, to but La, I, I'm a fan of Landra um, not only as a performer but you've got, you, you have a very good pres, uh, you're a great presenter Thank you. you're very charming as as a, as, as, as a performer and presenter so boom that's all I have to say about that you can speak about yourself um, and I, I really feel like what Cookie left us is a pile of gold um, she I mean yes the Monster Show has always served as this community center that has been supporting drag queens and pushing people up from the ground since its inception but it's also been a producer of a very specific and original kind of drag that has a specific aesthetic that's very cookie dough and very monster show where we can see a performance be like that is monster show mm -hmm. it is you know Sukasa having sex with a, a goat blow up doll with pudding <laughs> I think or, I saw that one often it, interactive it, it, it's, a, it's a kind of approach to drag that is very very different from everything anything that's happening in the SF drag scene at least um, which has kind of left Sue Sugar and I this, this template of you know we're not just keeping Monster Show alive for the sake of it it's it's this little universe that we can keep keep alive and make it into a more perfect version of itself like mm -hmm. Cookie taught us what it looks like and taught us how to get there and taught us how to you know throw it up every week and, and allow people to still be there even though she's not physically there um, keeping the torch burning. keeping the torch burning yeah. and and not settling for just what it's been but trying to approach it and be like how can this be what she would want it to be two years from now you know yeah. do you ever um, feel like she is watching you guys absolutely you do i she's a witch i'm a witch <laughs> i'm her granddaughter um and i i do feel a very strong spiritual connection to her. i have, I have a cookie dough shrine in my house I bet um, they have all their no but they have other things too is i love like how all of you i gave cookies collection of clothes and everything and wigs and all that to the hostesses of the monster show mm -hmm. and it's so like amazing to see like you and everybody like reinventing the looks and they'll, they'll come to yeah. the show oh, and like cookie yeah. drag mm -hmm. well it's like, <laughs> like someone's got to take her out you know and so i just so made a, this new life for hecklina's birthday i made a bunch of i took a bunch of cookies wigs and made her a big stevie hair so i'm like take her out you know she hasn't been out in a while oh, that is so sweet um, i love it it's stuff like it. that it's yeah. you know it's the only way to keep her going is to keep talking about her and make the monster show the best drag show in San Francisco, which I think it always has been, and I'm mm -hmm. ready to prove it to the rest of the city who hasn't well, seen it Well, it's the longest running drag show in the Castro, is that right? Yeah, yes. we're about to have our anniversary next month. It's your 13th, 13th, 13th anniversary. 13th anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we, I think we, so we mentioned Janelle Monet versus Pink next week. Uh, the week after uh, that will yes. be... This has been this my, my primary contribution. picture of that. Hold it up. So my, my, the first idea that I brought to the monster show in our in our meetings was I wanted to start doing Zodiac shows because I'm a witch and I think it's important. So every two months we're doing these cusp battles um, mm -hmm. between different signs where you know you have uh, you know Ge uh, Gemini versus Cancer, Two Faced Bees versus um, Emotional Rex, you know, <laughs> encased in protective protective shells. Um, the last one we did was Tauros versus Aries, so it was bulls versus ram and other farm animal jokes. Um, you must have had a field day with that. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to kind of incorporate, like, I, I want note. to keep the spirit of the monster show very true to what it is, but also make the, the shows that I host deliberately Landra and deliberately 
through the medium of my vision, media of my vision. Um, mm-hmm. Just did a really bizarre Lana Del Rey, Daddy Issues, Father's Day show that should have been horrible and droney. <laughs> it was, and was so good. It's stuff like that. It's it's stupid. It's funny. It's inappropriate, and it's of the times. I guess is. Of the laundry times. Of the, of the laundry, of the laundry times. times. Oh, that's um, a good lead-in. I, mean, I really wish I could have a bug in some of these uh, Monster Show meetings when we're coming up with themes because it's just, I mean, it's really Sue. I blame Sue for all of the horrible ideas that come out because we'll be like, oh, we want to do a Debbie Harry night. And she goes, no, we're doing a Debbie Harry Potter night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we want to do a Grace Jones night. No, we're doing a Tom Jones versus Grace, Grace, Grace Jones. Jones. Yeah. Keeping um, up with the Joneses. Yeah, we're always trying to make the other person just walk out of the room, um, which keeps our humor going. Oh, um, yes, uh, that reminds me of the early training shack days, kind of like the mashup, um, which Mm -hmm. uh, Cookie was a part of. Yes, and you know Heckliner, of course, and they were great friends. And um, and we don't have that kind of drag anymore because Drag Race has changed the drag scene so much. What's your thoughts on that? Just the position between the two styles. Well, you because well you can't like because I was talking to Heckliner about it, and she's you know I can't do the crazy themes that I want to do that I used to be able to get away with Uh because I need to book these rude girls because that's what brings in the money. Like Uh just you can't she can't sacrifice having a low turnout for an awesome theme she believes in when it's her club. But (laughs) the the other side of that is clubs like Monster show it's our job to keep that going because Mm -hmm. if we have a bad night it doesn't kill us it's not like (laughs) i gotta say something too because when i was um started djing for tranny shack um during the dna period Mm -hmm. and hecklina would be like okay the music I want is like trendy, underground, glam from the 70s. All the, she, she didn't care about business. So, yeah. what about I was like, okay, this is the kind of sound I want. And then once we moved to Oasis and it became Mother, mm. she's like, I want top 40, pop, dance, make <laughs> club them dance. hair. Yeah, make them dance, <laughs> pack the floor. No, and it was like, oh, and then we'd do goth nights. I'm like, oh, do you want me to play goth and stuff? Nah, not really. Before I was like, no. I was like, no. Like, I was like, uh, we had Bjork, Bjork and I, and I was playing a lot of Bjork. She goes, can you play some like more modern music? Oh and I'm can like, oh my God. But before I was like, Bjork. yeah, like we don't want to hear Bjork. No, and I think it's yeah, funny, but it's like, because it's all about bar biz, driving right, bar sales right. and like top 40 remix, like Rihanna and Beyonce and all that, um, like generates drinks. And, and now Oasis and Mother is like the main stage of, of the drag scene in San Francisco, kind of the biggest weekly show you can get. Hmm. And pre- I mean, back in the day, Training Shack was the it hit underground yeah. weekly show where you would see the weird dragon after that, and it went to um, uh, DNA Lounge, then Club Something came up, and that was the cool, hip, mm-hmm. underground weekly show, and it was just everything, and then Club Something ended a couple months ago. A few months and then ago, yeah. I, we were all just horrified, of like, what's who's what's going to take a place, what's place, there's no, what, what's in the next line to Tranny Shack, and I'm hell-bent on making Monster Show that. Um we have a lot going on on Thursdays now, surprisingly. We have Club Poppers over at QR right, right. with uh, and Militia. And then Carney does her thing at Bo, which is a different thing because that's a different crowd. But, but she's still over there. Sure, yeah. um, what else happens? I know, it's like it's, and, and we're, three events in the Castro. I mean, it's... No, but I, 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 but I, you, can go, you can go drag hopping. Well, exactly. I, 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 have, I have seen evidence of drag hopping yes. in, 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 in,
with a show called Cocktail Gate mm-hmm. at uh, Truck, right. which right. by the time I hit it, really had lost its guster. Uh. And the story that I was told from my elders was, you know, the reason why Cocktail Gate was able to be a massive, huge success in this bizarre part of the city is that it had Honey Sound System down the street. Right. So people would go to Cocktail Gate and then go uh. to Honey Sound System. And it was just a thing you did on Sundays. Once Honey Sound System stopped, people stopped going out. Mm. So it kind of taught me the lesson of, oh, if you're going to have a hit party, you have to have a hit night. You have to have yeah. people on the street yeah. and you have to get people coming out every week regardless if they're only going to your party. Right. Um, and and, 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 and Anomalia and Militia do a really great job of it's connecting so us. Cute. Yeah, so yeah. And I will go over and we'll perform right. in their midnight show uh-huh, and uh-huh. just like light ourselves with our cell phone. <laughs> uh, Mike, you've got to get going I got to get soon. going. I got to go now. All right. I'm, well, I'm running so late. All righty. Well, okay, we, listen, yeah. it's been right. fabulous having you guys Thank on you. Every again. Thursday, so every Thursday. Well, we can, every we, Thursday at yeah. the Edge. Once a month at DNA. Stay in touch through the, your webpage uh-huh. yeah yep. um, um, and then even, I'm at Oasis every Saturday even Except though MC Square's leaving we can talk to Londra for a second can we not sure hang yeah. out All well right. I will play this song on your way out uh-huh. Mike great having you thank you for being a friend <laughs> travel down the road back again your heart is true you're a pal and a Right, we're back. Oh, God, the cool. Uh, huh? Yes. So, um, I, I, I purposely wanted to keep Launder behind. Well, actually, uh, before we go too far, um, I'm yeah. in here in part to talk about my party this Saturday. Yes. Plug, yeah. plug away. At the stud. Uh, it's every first Saturday. It's been going on for eight years now. Not close to 13, but we're getting there. Uh, and it's the stud. This good party is going to be fantastic. It's Stephen Famous's birthday, my partner. But most importantly, I want to talk about Landra. Uh, because aside from being part of uh, uh, the Monster Show, you have your own thing going on. I've got lots of things going on. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of what you and Scarlett do in the Brody Mitchell show. Thank you. Thank you. That is my baby. Um, before I got involved with the Monster Show, I actually had a competing show against the Monster Show, which I know if Cookie had been alive to see, she would have never forgiven me for. So I'm lucky that she wasn't around to see me with a Thursday And here you party. are hosting the but Monster we it, Show. We did it for a year at the, at the Lookout, and that was always like a, a thing I held. I'm like, I know she wouldn't be happy did with Did you this. feel like guilty while you were doing it? Yeah, but I, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> it was my drag mom. It was the only night available. It was, no, it was my drag mom, Jem Jehovah, had a party called Smut at Lookout, and she didn't want to do it anymore, so she gave it to me. And I'm like, oh, this is my time. I'm to have a 60s, 70s variety show, and it was this weird ragtag year of kind of learning how to produce a bizarre variety show um, with my friends that we were going through emotional stuff that we were doing on stage as well as off stage. Well, that eventually different than the brand of the monster. And by the end of the year, we had almost killed killed ourselves and each other, yeah. <laughs> so we had to take a hiatus. Yeah. Um, and then we decided to bring the show back a couple years later. I'm mean, not a couple years, a couple months later at the Stud. Yeah. Um, and now. 
Yes. Now we're moved to Sundays, so now I can do Monster Show. And we're now really refining the art form of the Brony Mitchell Show of what we're trying to do. Oh, um, you know, it's the first time I'm hearing about this. I'd like really? to learn more. It is. It's a fantastic show. It's, it's very it's, conceptual. It's live music. It's uh, conceptual. It's our response to the Tranny Shack drag that we feel like we missed mm-hmm. out on, which was the punk rock blood and guts drag blood that doesn't really gu- seem I, imp- that's where I started it doesn't it doesn't impress yeah. any, uh, anyone yeah. anymore because we've seen it all and our response to that is hyper specific intellectual stupid drag mm-hmm. like give me an example um, we choose all of our themes based on Natalie Merchant's 1995 album Tiger Lily oh. we were going through the album so the first uh, song that was uh, San Andreas Fault so we did a natural disaster show oh my god I want to be in that one are you going <laughs> to do a, a reprise well, so what we're going to do is at the end of the year we're doing the story of Eileen Warnos because you know that was the album she listened to when she was getting executed Oh. So we're telling the story of Eileen Muñoz with all the songs that I we've been doing all year. Can I do a number where I get my head chopped off? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Mike. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite of uh, the Brony Mitchell shows, yeah? uh, one of my favorites of Brony Mitchell shows was the JFK theme. Oh, God. That was... A, oh. <laughs> that was um, oh, I'm loving this. Yeah. Was, was I love Gore. It was... Yes. It was really charged because I was dating the other guy. There was the three of us, me, Nick Candido, and Scarlet Letters, um as the host of the show and I was dating Nick and there was this tension with the three of us and it was this was weird Nick Scarlet Letters? What? Nick is uh, no he was just Guido, Nick Guido, Guido Candido yeah. he's uh, part of the Moors and there was this weird quasi love triangle that wasn't really a love triangle but we were literally playing our characters if he was JFK I was Jackie Owen Scarlet oh. was Marilyn Monroe and I like kill them both during my number and Scarlet kills herself at the end and uh, Nick has a number where Scarlet and I are making out and like uh, uh, we do two ladies from Cabaret Stuff like that, where we feel like the only way to make riveting drag is to be virally transparent with what we're talking about and make it hyper-personal and specific. In, in retrospect, um, given that there yeah. was this personal... Weapon, yeah. How, how, did you, how do you feel? Was that helpful? I love cathartic? it. Yes. Yeah. It was the most painful, destructive, and most artistically rich year of my life um, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for the world it was I probably would have done it differently <laughs> but it's yes. it really feels like an authentic way of working through my problems in an artistic way it's uh-huh. you know some people write a folk album about you know their 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 love journey and I make a year of drag shows right. that if you want to pay attention to you can see what's going on in my life oh, and wow. I tell people who enter my life like this is it I'm the Taylor Swift of the drag scene like you're you're gonna be put on blast if you yeah. cross me songs about uh, yeah. exactly and I do and I do write mean songs about my boyfriends and perform them with the power so of. all your aspiring drag queens if you want to uh, break a get your foot in the door have an affair, have an affair with Miss Time absolutely yeah. oh my God I would. Um, I'm not sure or one night stand. I'm <laughs> talking over you, but can you remind me of which, when exactly it is monthly? It is the third Sundays at the Stud. Um, we are started around 10:30, 10:45. Our next theme is Amy Winehouse versus Janis Joplin. Okay. Um, you know. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> Heroin's one hell of a drug. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Um, and this past one was you and Scarlett getting married. Our wedding. How's that going? Um, well, you know, we did the whole death to us part thing. Uh-huh. So we ended the show with a, because it was a renaissance wedding, yeah. a, a Romeo and Juliet medley, where um, we spent Lord. the last three minutes of it killing ourselves in How various ways. How big are your budgets? Like very thousands very of dollars? I, <laughs> it, the, the show costs a lot of money, and it's not quite yet paying for itself, but... It's what I'm putting all my money in. And it's worth it. It's the most fun thing. Like I, my approach to drag is if it needs to be on stage, I can make it out of cardboard. Yeah. So I do. Um, so it's this weird and duct tape. 
and duct tape. And it's this weird, like, kind of, I try to bend reality over, like, two-dimensional set pieces that I can hot glue together. Oh, I've got to come to the next one. Is it, when is it, this third Sunday? It is a third Sunday, yes. They're every third Sunday, folks. Go back to this Saturday. And then you're gonna After my DJ gig, yeah. And then third Sundays will be And I'm making, if you know Creme Fatale, I'm making her sing for the first time. Are you kidding me? Janice Joplin. She's fantastic. <laughs> she has all sorts of great looks, and we'll see about her. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, we've got to actually wrap up House of Pride Radio. Uh, what a great show, Sergio. Great time. Thank you for letting me sit here and talk to your wonderful guests, the talented and lovely guests. Yes, yeah, so we had some me. wonderful luminaries today. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, join us next week. We'll we'll have more fun. Here here on House of Pride Radio. I uh, hope to have you back, Sergio, as a co-host pretty back. soon. In a month. In a month. Alrighty. Well, uh, um, w- well, let's. this is the part of the show where we go around and, and we say last thoughts. So, last thoughts. Uh, who wants to start? Happy Pride to everyone. I'm glad that we were all able to work it uh, together to make people's weekend better, but also I'm glad we were able to come together now and just decompress. So decompress. Um, I hope everyone survived Pride. Uh, stay calm, stay aware, um, and uh, be, be, be a good feminist, is, is what, what I can say. <laughs> <laughs> My last thoughts can best be summed up in the song I'm about to play. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, it's the Tweaker Turner rendition of I Feel Love, the Donna Summer classic. Oh, God. <laughs> so we'll see you all next Wednesday. Good night, everyone.
I'm Chuck Weiss, and welcome to Close Encounters. I'll act as your guide while together we explore the twin phenomena of UFOs and alien abduction. In my last podcast, I described how my friend Harold is a genuine psychic who channels a chorus of invisible grays that sometimes answers our questions. Tonight, I'll tell you more of what they told us. But first, this message. What is Copwatch? Copwatch is a network of activist organizations in the United States and Canada that observe and document police activity while looking for signs of police misconduct and police brutality. Their database is a permanent searchable repository of complaints filed against police officers at copwatch.org. You can report an incident for a permanent inclusion in their database at copwatch.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends of Uni Radio in San Francisco.
Tonight, I'm featuring the music of Cusco, a composer from Peru. That was titled Northeaster. In my last podcast, titled Two Exclusives, I described what the Greys had told Harold and me about the original alien hybrid program that was started in the 1940s, how it was conducted from an underground laboratory by Nazi paperclip scientists supervised by the Greys and how the war between the Earth and the Flying Saucers started in July of 1947 when our military shot down a disc outside Roswell, New Mexico. Over the years, Harold's Invisible Chorus of Greys has conversed with us on many other topics as well. Here is some more of what they have told us. I was able to find out a little more about the Greys as a species. When I asked, Harold's voices confirmed my suspicion that they worked to perpetuate the mechanism of reincarnation. In my book and in Episode 6 of these Close Encounter podcasts, I explain how I came to this startling conclusion. The Greys are interdimensionals in that they come from another dimension rather than being true extraterrestrials, beings from other planets like Earth. That being said, however, I will often use the term ETs when referring to any species not of this earth, including the greys. It is the duty of the small greys to genetically create the physical bodies into which they place our souls about to be reborn. Our bodies are evidently custom-made. They compared it to creating a glove to fit a specific hand. The greys are sometimes said to use the word container when referring to the human body, but that's not true. They use the word shell instead. Container is a word that was most likely coined by Majestic so that they could determine the source of any report that used it. Those that refer to shells are considered genuine, while those that use the word container are known to originate from one of their own disinformation sources. I asked the Greys directly, and they confirmed my suspicions that the human race is one of their creations. Actually, the Greys are not the only ones to have had a hand in the making of humans. The three specific classifications of man, Occidental, Oriental, and Negroid, are actually mixtures of three different alien DNA strands with a species of primate here on Earth, most likely the bonobo chimpanzee. The missing link, for which anthropologists have long been looking, is in fact a gray. Although the greys admit that they are one of the three alien races that use their own DNA to create Homo sapiens sapien, modern man, they didn't specify the other two alien donor species. The greys are cloned to their specific purpose and are awakened with full memory of their previous incarnations. Until recently, the greys have been an unemotional species, but they've recently created, through their own alien hybrid program, a new generation of themselves with the full base of human emotions. Harold and I found that his chorus will sometimes evade a question. While they have been surprisingly forthcoming on several subjects and have answered many specific questions that we've asked, Harold and I found that they will remain silent, A, when humans wouldn't understand the answer, their words, B, when the greys genuinely don't know the answer, or C, when they've been told to remain silent by still higher beings than themselves. There is a definite hierarchy in the heavens above us. At first, the answers we received to our questions often seemed ambiguous or even contradictory. Now, whenever Harold submits a question to his chorus, he has them vote so that we can have a better feel for the validity of any answer that they give. 
on any specific question, they'll report back to him on the percentage that voted yes or no, as well as those that declined to say anything at all. Now that half of Harold's chorus is made up of the new emotional gray hybrids, Fuck the rules. Yeah, rule, rule number, number two. two is don't touch the mic. It's very annoying. Rule number three. For those who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again, 